Welcome to Meaningful Desire. In this episode, you will hear a conversation with my friend Amy Wu. We talk about the challenges and opportunities facing men, particularly Asian men, in dating and in sexuality in general. Enjoy. So on the topic of Asian men and sexuality, you were saying? I was saying that basically, um, yeah, I mean, in my circle of friends that are Asian men, it's it's hard to talk about. And um, it's very interesting because it's almost like right now what I've been, so I used to date Asian men, right? For mm-hmm. Uh, maybe five years ago, I only dated Asian men. I only saw Asian men. I and then now after I've I just date any men. <laughs> Why not? Doesn't mean matter. But I only saw Asian men. And one thing I realized also just Asian men. It's I mean also for me it was really hard to talk about sex and sexuality and my sensuality as a woman because I didn't have the language for it. And just growing up in a very conservative Asian family, you know, Chinese family, like we never talked about it. And now that I've learned a lot about it, theory-based reading, and then also experiential-based, right? From like um, the communities we've been in and just like also having partners that are very open to talk about it. It's like, I've, I realize it's not just an Asian problem, Asian men problem, but also for me, something that keeps coming up currently is I'm more dominant. Like I'm just Mm. a dominant personality. So I attract the opposite, which is usually more submissive men. And, Mm. and when they're more submissive, it's not that they don't want to be more dominant in their sexuality. It's just no one's taught them. Right. So, um, it's like, so I think that goes hand in hand with being Asian because Asian people and Asian men, like, you know, you hear the kind of stigma around Asian men, you know, like, mm. like that they're the race that people don't really want to date or because they're not like, or for example, in a, in, in an environment, they're not like the dominant men that go up to women, you know, and mm. I'm generalizing, but like, mm. this is a thing that's out there. Right. And so, um, yeah, I think it's just very fascinating because, you know, I read a quote recently, like how you show up in sex is how you show up in life, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And, and so, I mean, that's money too, like how you show up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like, that's very, cause it's a primal, you know, it's a primal need, you know, mm. for shelter sex and Maslow's hierarchy of needs and, and like, you know, we talk about water, we drink water every day, we like eat every day, and then we have shelter in our home, but we don't like talk about sex as like a need and how to show up in it, you know, because there's a lot of shame in that and guilt. And so mm. anyways, that's maybe you can, I don't know where we were going about this, but this is like something that keeps showing up and how I want to show up in the way you know, something that comes up for me is a true desire to like coach men. Like I've always mm. had, and, and it, it's the thing, the things are manifesting itself. Like me, random men are reaching out to me on messenger, like, Oh, um, I see you might be, and it's just interesting. So I don't know where this is going. I've had a deep desire. And, um, for the past, even when we were at both at one taste, like, mm. and, before I always thought that I wanted to coach women, right? And I was like, mm. I'm gonna coach women that are just like me leaving corporate America and then finding a different transition in their life. And then what kept showing up was men who wanted to learn about how to be more, like how to put attention on a woman, how to hold like a powerful woman and how to date a hot woman, you know? <laughs> so it's like, yeah. it's like all of that kept showing up again and again, and all of it boils down to, um, like feeling, you know? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and as you were saying that, it reminds me of my observation that it's really about 
the man or anyone who's not in their body. Yes. And, then, and the focus is on the other. Because I, I went through that myself in our journeys with our, ex, our experiential things when we were at the coaching program where, yeah, I want this woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I run after her and then she comes. It's like, oh, fuck, I can't <laughs> <run after her." laughs> Whoa. It's like this almost like um, it's okay to run after something that's unattainable. But when it's actually there, well, I didn't know what to do. So it's, right. not really, uh, yeah, it's not really about the chasing, it's the receiving. It's like being present when, when this, yeah, women have so much energy. It's like, you know, the, maybe the female energy or the feminine. It can be in a man too, but there's that wildness that's, uh, that's amazing, but scary, you know? <laughs> For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, you're you're absolutely right. To boil it down, it's like, what do you do when that force, that wild woman, just shows up? Because then you're, and and I think that's a big thing. Because then what? It's it's hard to hold. Like I've so one thing for me is I've learned to slow down with those men. You mm. know, like instead of like why are you not doing something? <laughs> why are you checked out? Like, where are you? You know? And, and, and it's just like, let's slow down here. Yeah. You know? And then, and then like, it, it really takes just slowing down because we all think we want to go really fast. And as women, it's cause I guess we do have a lot of energy and but it's not even energy. It's this like, it's like a play, you know, when yeah, you're about to yeah. play ball, you're about to play, let's play. Right. And we go, and then we're on the court and you're, you're just like lagging behind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and, and I think when you were uh, talking about your experience with um, the Asian culture and maybe my, my hypothesis is that, in, in our Asian cultures, this, this, um, we honor obedience and rules, whereas in the more Western cultures, like break more individualistic. I think the problem with, with, with when, when I'm with powerful women, I have to be there. I, the step one, I should do this now. It's on, you know. When it's on, it's on. It can go. I have to be like, what's going on? It's not like there's not a right way to do it that's written somewhere, right? Right. Yeah, I think that's a good, um, you know, something that's been coming up with my therapist is control, mm. right? Which is, it's like you kind of feel like you're out of control, like you know, from all of our teachers, we've, we've learned also, everybody wants to go out of control, right? But we just want to go out of control safely. And, <laughs> yeah. and it's, a really, it's a really hard concept to go out of control safely with the other sex, with someone that you're uh, wanting, and with someone that's like, you know, like you feel really almost vulnerable, like they could crush you. You know, yeah, yeah. I think that's where, yeah, I think the, and having a language around it, you know, that's the thing with now three years we've known each other. I feel like since our coaching program, we've developed more of a language, Yeah. you know, of desires and boundaries and like where you want to go and how a game because life is a game everything's a game and so it's like <laughs> how to play it well you know and that's what I'm still trying to figure out I mean like I guess for the rest of our lives <laughs> but yeah there's there's just so much in, in relationship yeah and as you were saying that I'm also reminded of another key learning that I've learned through the years to this years is being okay with being uncomfortable Staying because um, before in the past, my default is to fix it. Oh, she's upset. I need to do something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
oh, she's crying. Oh, I need to stop her crying. No, uh-huh. but then I was, yeah. I, and then since then I've learned, oh, she's angry. Let her be angry. I just mm-hmm. receive it, at not check out, not run away, not, not meet it with the nut, but just let it, let the force, like a storm, right? Let the storm come in. And then, because I, when I did that, I just let her really rage at me. And then when she's finished, I said, okay, I hear you. I'm gonna go now and I'll talk to you tomorrow. And I just did that. And then the following day she rang me, thank you. It's like, yeah. Thank you for just seeing me and just being there. And I needed this to let it out. And then you were good the following day. <laughs> like I didn't need to do anything. I just needed to see that. Because I yeah. think part of the thing is some of you just need to be seen, heard. We don't want advice. We don't want right, no, we a don't solution. Want... <laughs> yeah. But since, that seems to be the default. Men has which is, mm-hmm. I think, also natural. We, we're like little engineers. We want to fix stuff. Right. I think fixing things, yeah, it's part of your makeup. So, mm. you know, that's... I'm also trying to learn about men. It sounds so... Because we've been, like, learning more about women, you know, and that's how true. we are, yeah. like my own. But there's a woman named Alison Armstrong. She wrote The Queen's Code and, like, also some other books on men. And I'm listening to her recently and it's fascinating to me too, because even though men seem, you know, you're called simple, but in actuality, there's also a lot of things that you want and that your, your DNA is like. So if, for example, let me give you the coolest one, which is, um, sometimes, you know, in relationship, there's also an attachment style um mm-hmm. but but that's a that's another topic after this but <laughs> there, um so men for example um you know how women are sometimes are like do you love me and then he's like of course i love you i told you that yesterday and then um, and then or you know it's just or do you miss me yes i told you that yesterday you know and the thing with women is we ha- she explains it as our things like it's not our bucket of like love but it's our it's kind of like the feeling is kind of like a colander right so the feeling of stuff that we have is it kind of like it goes in and it leaks through and then for a man it's like you're a stainless steel bowl Mm -hmm. so like whatever you put in there it stays in there so if if like you said, I love you. Um, a week later, you're, you're still thinking, I still love you. Nothing has changed. But for a woman, if you don't hear it, or it just kind of leaks out of the column, mm-hmm. and then it kind of, um, you have to tell, you have to remind her and you have to like, which is, uh, what? It's just like insane because that is kind of true for me, mm-hmm. you know? And but what, like, why does that even happen? You know, and like, wh- who the hell engineered us to be like, like that? <laughs> this is why we're so different, right? And then, um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. But do you find that true? Yeah. Uh, and recently I've also been, just to link it, I've been reading a lot about evolutionary science, you know, like biology and that. Kind of makes sense because as a woman, by who? Like Yuval? No. I haven't read his uh, *Sapiens* yet, but other people and actually the current one I'm reading is uh, *Brand Van Der Kolk*. The body keeps the score. It's about trauma, really, but he talks about a lot of different. Yeah, yeah. But one of the things I've been looking at that is that you know, like you take care of. The baby, right? Yeah. You you birth it as a woman, and you have you form this attachment. Yeah. And of course, you know the limbic system is always scanning the environment. Yes. For any dangers for the baby, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So that's how you're wired. So you, you have to keep on checking again. Yeah. Because you can't just assume. Oh, there's no tiger. There won't be a tiger <laughs> for. You know what I mean? You have to keep on checking. Whereas with men, we were like, 
at that time we had to hunt. Yes. You have to be focused on the target. And yes, you're focused. Don't worry, don't worry about because we need to follow that thing. So yes. It's like, it's like I'm just gonna. Otherwise, I'll lose it. You know. So, so maybe that's one one. No, that is. Yeah, that yeah. is why, because she also talks about men being focused, right? When when you have a task at hand, that's why when yeah, you're you're watching TV or you're doing something, and then we pass by, and it's like honey, would you like, you know, steak or coffee? And then they just like nod their head. They don't even say yes or no. Like they're just like, you know, and like women, we can do like 10 different things at the same time kind of and have all of our like peripheral things out, our feelers out. And so, yeah, it's, it's very fascinating because I understood that, but not until recently did I really understand it, you know, mm. because in the past years, I've been lucky enough to also be with men um, and date men who have learned more about their feelings, right? And so they can actually do more than one thing at a time and be mm -hmm. a robot. <laughs> but so now it's it's just interesting, you know. Yeah, there's a lot of feelings there. It's <laughs> another random. I've been learning this too. Like I'm really enjoying the peripheral thing. I've been... Yeah, I would like to read more about that because I now I relate a lot of things to our primal instincts and and it's really it's actually really important you mm. Know? Mm. and talking about uh, there's this show in in australia master chef and it's quite it's the finals last night and then semi-finals at the morse finals and in there were three contestants two women and one man and the one man happened to be asian and wow. throughout the competition, it's like the robot, really focused. But then he got eliminated last night and he, he cried. The, the emotions were so raw. You know, you could just, I send you a clip, you see this, like, it was, it's just been there all along and it's just only now that it came out. It's so beautiful actually yeah. to see. And he talked about the pressures of being an immigrant and mm. it's just like, I never, because I never watch TV except this, because I'm, it's like a, a bonding with my flatmates, flatmate, and we were watching together, and it's like, wow, I never realized how much mm. human drama can be seen in a cooking show. It's so yes. interesting. I know. Yeah. I, I actually really enjoy cooking shows, too. Um, it's like, I never realized, whoa, this is like, and this is not contrived. I could, it's just like so real, you know? Yeah. Like, there's so much pressure and at the same time there's a lot of creativity and art around what you're doing yeah and, and also talking about male female dynamics is the two women one of the women got stuck and this is this is really intense yeah because you can get eliminated but the other woman who happens to be a friend because this is like a, they were contestants before and then they came back to him she stopped and helped her it's like in a competition this is like so beautiful It's that's so interesting. Nice. Well, yeah. Well, that's kind of nice to know. Um, yeah, because... talking about that, she was feeling her friend, even though she, you know what I mean? Instead of just being focused. Wow. But then he, like, you're saying he didn't let his emotions, like, did the women let their emotions run wild during yeah. it? Yeah, 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 yeah. During the stages of the show yeah so that's almost that is the biggest i think what you just said is what the asian man syndrome is mm. is there a thing is that a name <laughs> no i don't I, i'm just mm. saying it which is mm. you you have a game face and poker face on right and when do you get to take it off right mm. and and then only when you lose the thing that matters to you most, you know, like, does that make sense? I think that is probably why I also just, not being mean, or, but I kind of stopped actually dating Asian men just because I felt like I had so many emotions and we're made up of emotions, you know, and then it's every day I have emotions and, mm. and I feel like they, they were like, this is just way too much. 
and they couldn't hold me in that space. Or, mm. And only when I'm like, I'm leaving, or do they have emotions? Mm. You know? And it's like, what? You're, I'm now leaving. <laughs> like, <laughs> now you have emotions. Now you care. They're like, well, I cared before. These are all the ways I cared. But in not speaking of emotions, probably like either financially or cooking for you or like doing the things that your parents, right? Because our parents also, they didn't talk about emotions, but they supported you financially. They cooked you food. They like had a roof over your head. They bought you things. So it's almost like the Asian man has still taken that from their family and I guess I've always just been a little different. Like I've always felt a lot and I've mm. always spoke up and that probably also just made me different. Yeah. I wonder, anyway, I mean, there could be a lot of reasons why the culture right. is like that, but Remember in our, in our CP, um, no. we had this session on the man box. Someone, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think that's part of this. There's like, a, there shouldn't be a box that everyone needs to con conform to, right? <laughs> so with women as well, right? It should be. Right. But I think you're right. I, I share your uh, concern. I'm more concerned about men because I, in my in my communities and the people I know, women are okay actually. They're really strong and and they got their they got their shit together. It's also it's mostly men who are I think lost. It's, yeah. it's but the, the narrative in the media is it's different. That oh women no, no women are okay. They're really good. They're really it may not seem like that because in their narrative, but in my personal experience, they they're really strong. They're they're going somewhere, whereas the men don't know what to do. It's, it's tell, me what you, tell me what you see around that. Like men being either lost or just, or Asian men or what you see. Yeah, like what your focus is. Because it sounds like that is one yeah. of your... So, so I come to the spaces where we play with sexuality and embodiment and that. And I see a lot of, yeah, I think you're right. Mostly Asian. And I would extend this to including people from the Indian subcontinent, the, the, yeah. the male bodies that they tend to be a bit awkward in these spaces and they don't know what to do. And the problem with that is then the women feel that they're the creepy ones. Cause I don't know, I was like that before because I wasn't looking at my sexuality. My background is, oh, I'm pure, I'm meditating, I'm beyond <laughs> this, jamming, and then but it's coming out of my neck. And then they're like, because when you don't look at something, it comes out in weird ways. And I think that's what's happening. And, mm. and then since I'm one of the people they ask and they want to know, but she should tell me, or she said yes. You know, they're stuck on these things, like, oh, she already said yes, but you should feel what's going on. If she said yes and she's frozen, clearly something's going on, just because she said yes to in the start. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard to teach because it's not, it's not like a commodity that I can just pass on. You know, it's something that, it's like, it's very zen, it's weird that, that Zen comes from Asia, but it seems to be that Asian men are not getting it. It's like, it's something that I can learn, but it cannot be taught. I have to listen. It's more about, because mm -hmm. there are no hard and fast rules. And I think that's, that's one of the things that ironically, like, or I, actually it makes sense. A lot of Asians are good at academics. Because in academics, this is, this is the, this is the criteria for marking, and I just hit that. But sexuality right. is not like that. <laughs> Each person is different. Each, right. Each person. Even the same person can be different 
at certain times. <laughs> and there's no marking criteria that's set in stone at the start of the semester and you just have to do those things in the rubrics and then you'll get a, hit, a high distinction or a, an A. It's not like that. Because <laughs> so women are complex. So what's important about, or what do you see? Like what's important about men learning more about, because it's almost like obviously everything is personal in our life and everything stems from like you, you know, like whatever happened to you, obviously there's like trauma and then you're alchemizing it. So you want to help the same, you want to help people based on your journey? Yeah, that's other difficulty because I can only really speak about what I've been through, which may not work for uh, anyone else. So, so I guess they have to find their own, their own journey. The best I could do is share what I've been through. And that's what I've been doing. And, and yeah, that's about it, really. That's well, what's like, pain, like, I'm trying to get to the, what's painful about not knowing? Oh, um, like, you can, you can hurt people if, if you're not in touch with your body, especially in this play situations. You'll or cross, not, you'll or go, not yeah, or even in relationships, you might cross boundaries, or even in general life. That's true. That's maybe for you. You cross boundaries and on the opposite side mm -hmm. is you don't even try. You don't even yeah. try and have a chance with a girl, even though she's sending you like feminine signals, you know? So it's like, it's both, it's both ends actually. Yeah. 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 But even if you detach then it builds up and then when it comes out, it comes out really. Yes. It's a, it's a bit like energy. If it doesn't move, it will, it will become nuclear <laughs> instead of being smooth. Right. It will come out somehow, right. right? And unfortunately, it may come out as, as a force against oneself if it doesn't come out. Because this is life force, right? It's, yeah. it's just very interesting. Um... It's really fascinating because like, People talk about Mantakchiya or the Kama Sutra, but it seems that the, the tradition has been lost and it's the West that's been carrying it now. <laughs> it's, 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 <laughs> it's so interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that, um, I mean, I've always thought that people need to feel more, you know, um, and if people felt more, then they would be more real mm. instead of checking out, and real with their feelings, real with other people. And why is that important? Well, you can see in society, like, you know, a lot of things that are fake don't last that long and then they just crumble and, you know, and then everybody suffers around them. And then it's just like, and then why is, then we bring in the topic of sexuality. Like, why do you, why do you have to feel in sex? Well, before, sometimes a majority also we talk about this, don't feel in sex. They just do it. And then, you know, or before when I used to drink or whatever, like you would drink and hopefully it'll go well. Like <laughs> <You can> have, <laughs> have sex in the dark and stuff, right? Like, and now mm. that I'm like sober and I have like more so like sober and connected sex, it's like, well, you also have to feel, you have to be in your body. And then, you know, like when it's off, then you feel that. But like, why is that even important? You know, like, well, because sex is actually important. That's the, the like, it all goes back to our primal needs, you know? And yeah, I feel like if, you know, like this, yeah, the spot for me is, there's just something about men and trying to hold the force. Like the force comes at you and then what? You know, like what do you do with that? Do you slow down? Do you, um, 
you usually you say some things, but I think we all just kind of don't say something. I think that's that's the biggest thing. You know? Yeah. Like when the force comes at you and you're like, ah <laughs> and then you just keep going, but you know, like to like have a backbone and stand up and say, like, whoa, this is like actually a lot for me. Can we slow down here? You know, and then and then and then and then talk about what that a lot is i don't know it's just like i don't know i think um yeah what does a man need when the force the feminine like a hot woman uh, like the thing that they've wanted actually comes at them and like what do you what do you need to hold it well what what works for me is to be present and it's a bit like um how do you be present it's a bit like yeah what works for me is yeah 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 i've always said this um women are not meant to be understood they're meant to be experienced that's what i think i don't need to understand what's going on i just need to experience this it's a bit like when i when i Hmm? Who said that? I don't know, but maybe I, I but maybe, uh, who knows, I, uh, maybe I heard it from someone, but I, I've realized that that's true. Like, yeah. in a way that, because of uh, quarantine, I've been walking a lot. Yeah. Which, along the ocean. Along, yeah. And then when I look at this vast beauty of the sea, I cannot understand that, but I can experience it because it's, it's too big, right? It's and sometimes when Sydney is just so beautiful. Sometimes when I see the sun, the sun coloring the landscape, it's just this is so beautiful, and part of me just feels inadequate because I feel I can't take this all in, and then I realize, well, it's because you're thinking about you. If you just if there's no you, you're in it. So I guess that's mm. the times where I really felt at mm. one with someone is when I wasn't there. We were, we were both in it. Mm. I think, I guess that's the third that we always talk about. This you, this me. But it's not about you, it's not about me. It's about this thing that we're both in it. And we're yeah. both lost in it. Mm -hmm. And that is the whole point of all the practices we do is to be Mm. still conscious but not bounded by this ego right. it's it's more like the less i the less yeah when i'm having sex the less i think about oh am i performing is she am i sexy and I, the more i just forget about that the better it goes and how okay, how do you do that how do you do that one way is to approve everything like what if i'm mean? not what do you mean prove everything? Uh, approve. Approval is accept, oh, acceptance. Like, like, if I'm not getting hard, then I'm not getting hard. I don't need to then get hard for her. Or if, mm. or even for men, even to accept it, maybe I don't want to have sex. Because it's always yeah. this, 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 um, it seems, to, it seems to be a, a prerequisite. If you're a man, you always want it. But maybe there are days you don't want it. Because, <laughs> Testosterone fluctuates too, right? It's, like it's always there, right? That's true. And then when, once I know that, then when I want it, I'm really sure I want it. Do you know what I mean? Because I've been listening to mm -hmm. it. Interesting. Because I went through a phase like, <laughs> when I was talking to my dick, I worked hard for you. Now it's happening and you're not cooperating. <laughs> I set it up to be here, and now she's here, and you're not cooperating. What's wrong with you? We can't do that. You have to be one you person. You can't do that because then it doesn't become hard. Yeah, and then you split up. It's like yeah. there's two of you. There should be. There should be one. I'm only this one person. Why am I right. having a war with myself? <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, I think that's that's actually a spot that's hard to hard to teach. You know, yeah. Because how do you 
it's like the two it's like the polarities in life which is like one is all right i have this woman in bed uh, i want to have sex too um but then the other part is like i there's a lot of pressure and um i need to get up and hard and and so then the when those two clash and then you know or and then the polarity another thing is like oh i i might want to come really fast um but i can't because i have to like perform you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and then so it's like and then it's like oh i can't and then and then and then all of it is being present but you have to check out and think of your grandma or something to <laughs> have it hard for a long time so it's just like how how like how does one you know like there's a few useful practices I've learned that works well with this. What is it? Like this is, <laughs> no, no, it's it's more like psychological, like um. Okay. So like I did this workshop called the art of taking. This is really for for, for the masculine in both men and women. So let's say we're doing the workshop, right? So we're gonna I'm gonna talk to you. So it's my turn to take. Okay. So when it's my turn to take, I'm just going to take. But then we're going to discuss, what's your boundaries? Okay, what do you take? Whatever, but as long as, for example, the woman would say, right, my boundary is just don't take off my panties, then you could do anything, right? And then, all right, set the timer, just the time, and then I just take. Like, or when it was my turn for someone to take, she said, what's your boundary? I said, and this is more in a BDSM setting that so you can do anything, but just don't break my skin, don't draw blood. And she just went for it, you know. So she wasn't thinking of me, she's just taking. It's actually very pleasurable when someone's just taking. It's a bit like, what, you know, when- What does that mean? Like, what, what, what does it look like for taking in the BDSM community? Like in, in the scene? Like what would they- be Oh doing? yeah, like, like what she did to me personally was she tied me up, she, she put like this vibrator at the back of the rope and one in my premium, which is remote controlled. And she was switching between wow. the two. And I was like, but I was like bounce. <laughs> and she was like on top of me. And then Anna, she would whip me really hard. And then when it's really stinks, she would stop and then kiss me. It's like, this is so, yeah, like this, this, so the sting and then suddenly, but she was doing it for her own. She wasn't, yeah. she was just taking. And it was, it's a bit like, you know, the difference when a woman gives you a fellatio. It's different when she's just trying to please you and when she's actually yeah. doing it for her own pleasure. It's quite, and I, I'm sure it's the same with cunnilingus. You would know if the man is just doing it to please you or if he's really, if he's really wanting it, you know? It's so true. Yeah. Gosh. But then um, it, there's a there's a container here because you you know that you agree they won't go beyond that so you can just all right let go of it. You can feel safe. Mm. But that's a, that's the exercise. It, I find that helpful because someone's given the permission to take. Mm. And there's also that wheel of consent by Betty Martin where you you go. Am I doing this for my pleasure? Or am I doing it for your pleasure? So it's okay. Like for example. You want to see a movie that's a chick flick or whatever and then i'll come with you and but i'll tell you that i don't like the movie but i'm doing it for you and that's fine and then there'll be no. days you do it for me but it's clear otherwise it becomes messy like oh i thought you wanted it no i didn't want it. you make assumptions yeah <laughs> oh yes that's good i'm i want to learn more about the BDSM like I feel like I tried to explore it and then with Steven and then just wasn't so it's nice like to revisit those concepts I would like to learn more I found it surprising yeah. uh, I actually really f feel safe in those spaces because it's the first thing they ask you is what's your boundary yeah. which is really refreshing wow yeah <laughs> even well, before you start because it's quite dangerous so you have to really be safe but then once you're you trust someone, I can let go. Mm. It's a bit like, I want to know your no first. Because if I don't know your no, then I don't know if you're a fool, yes. Which is quite interesting. But how do you, um, for example, 
So in the attachment theory, are you considered an avoidant or an anxious? Me? People have remarked I'm avoidant. <laughs> you mean people have said you're... Okay, I'm the opposite, so I'm the anxious. Mm. One of the things, and I know we're slightly veering off, but we're going to come back to this, but it's, it's like, okay, in, in, in a texting, because in a texting relationship with someone, how does one have boundaries and desires um, in texting in terms of an anxious and, and an avoidant? Because the anxious person, of course, texts more, right? And then if you don't text back, I get anxious. Um, you know, we're talking about in relationship. That that's those are the spots of new when I like enter new relationships. It always feels like that. And then my boundary. Sometimes I'm like, okay, let's just not text this whole week, right? I'm like, and then maybe I'll see you on Friday or something like that. But then my therapist says that's a way of controlling the 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 and controlling is not actually good because you're not letting it flow, you know. But then. But then the avoidance sometimes avoids because they don't sometimes want to write a whole text thing, you know, so it's, it's a fascinating dynamic. Do you have any, like, what are your insights around that? Oh yeah. I've been having a few of these lately. <laughs> One thing is like voice text. I never realized how cool is it, it is yes, because it's, it's more, true. it's, it's more raw it's, and it's less heavy. Yes, that's true. And also in one of the, threads if one of the people have been doing this it's kind of like there was this I didn't realize pressure was building up because it's, like, it's a bit like tit tat so I left this message and then you answer I right. wait and then finally I just said well it doesn't have to be like that so why do I need to wait for you to reply maybe I could just if you haven't replied that's fine and if I wanted to share I'll just share it it doesn't have to be a rule that I won't reply until I get a reply but Maybe you're busy. I don't know. Maybe you're dying. I mean, this whole thing's going on there. So I know, I know the frustration as well with that because I feel like, oh, I should she reply and just ignore me. But really, I don't know what's going on. Well, that's <laughs> I don't know. True. Like, she's not here. Like, I don't know. She, she could be having a meltdown. I don't know. But, right. but one thing I do with that is just say, are you okay? And she said, she's okay. And then that's all I need to know. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to, I'm not, I'm not saying how are you because I wanted you to reply to my previous text. I just wanted to know that you're not dead or something. Because I did that with someone because I'm avoidant. I just didn't reply to her, yeah. to her text. And I keep ignoring it. And then finally she sent a message. I consider you my friend. This is not how a friend treats a friend. And then <laughs> I didn't explain myself, which is interesting. I just felt, oh. And I just said, do you want to own? And then I went to her house and we explained to each other. And she, and she told me, I was really worried about you because you could have died, you know, COVID, you know, like, yeah. like in this day and age, like if you died, would your family know to contact me? Which is true. Like I never thought of that because like, like people don't have access to my yeah. texts, cool. to my social media. So if I died, only my relatives would know and would they you know who to contact it's interesting right she was genuinely worried that i just fell off the earth <laughs> i didn't realize that because to me i'm just one space it's well, selfish as well. i think that's i think that's a good point which is especially now with the pandemic and all this stuff it's it's nice to be like because i did this with a friend normally sometimes maybe i wouldn't reply back because sometimes you're just going through your own thing. You need to do like two weeks of like your own, you know, healing stuff. And, but I, I wrote back and I'm like, Hey, I'm going to be out for a while. Um, I'm going to, I'm okay. I just need some time to like go through my womanly cycle, you know? And I think that sometimes is good. Um, yeah. it's just, you know, anyways, uh, the spot is just dating, you know, like, I'm, it's just like the dating part of, it's because I'm, I'm, da I'm dating this new guy, and, and like the texting part, sometimes it's like, he's an avoidant, 
he's an absolute avoidant. You know, <laughs> I, the thing is, you know how I know avoidance are avoidance? Avoidance put periods at the end of your sentences. Anxious people don't ever put periods. They want to leave it open. <laughs> yeah, they leave it open. Especially when an avoidant is angry, they do sentence period, sentence period. And I'm like, oh, I know when they're angry. <laughs> like, anxious people never put periods. We just, that's just not a thing. <laughs> that's good to know. <laughs> <laughs> You're like writing it down. <laughs> Um, yeah, so the, it's more of, I think I sh just need to have a conversation because a part of me, you know, especially with COVID, you kind of like, it's easy to just, sh it's easier to just shut people out and maybe not date and have like deep connections sometimes. Cause it's just like, oh, and the more vulnerable spot is to open up and have connections. Mm and more healthy, right? So, yeah, I think I just need to have a real conversation with the person. <laughs> it's just like, you know, I think that that always helps. Um, yeah, yeah, and also that is the more uh, vulnerable I am, the, the other person also opens up, you know, when I, yeah, like, so I never understood it until maybe I haven't fully understood it, but the power of surrender. When I surrender my game, surrender my game, it actually opens it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like no more playing games. Yeah, yeah. Well yeah. Like then you get you get deeper. You know, get deeper. Just, that's, that's the problem. Like, because I feel like I've especially with this guy, like it's the first time as a woman, I've like actually not, I've actually given up a lot of my game. You know, I, I would like give you, I would give you the game. It's like, this is the game. This is how you hold me. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> this is an operating manual. Uh, yeah, it's, it's like, okay, <laughs> did you see, it's like, you just didn't see my feminine signal right there. And he's like, no, I didn't. And I'm like, this is it. <laughs> like, yeah. When, when I was winking at you, like, you didn't like see. It's just like so funny because it's very interesting to give up your game as a woman and to be like deeply seen and vulnerable. Um, mm. That's what I love about, remember adjustments in Om? And a lot of men reacted, but then when I get it, oh, She's finally telling me what she wants. Isn't that amazing? Because then you know, men complain, oh, you never, she never says what she wants. It's always guessing. But here she's actually telling me exactly what she wants. And, some, why, and then when I tell, talk to other men, why are you reacting against it? She's actually telling you where to stroke. Isn't that a blessing? <laughs> you don't have to guess. <laughs> it's true. <I> <laughs> yeah, it's, I think it's true. It's just the ego, like, oh, I need to be able to figure it out. But she's actually telling you already, so. And you can do the same. You can make adjustments. Yeah. True, but it's, as a society, we've been trained to not. Yeah, but then when you do tell the truth, it is a little shocking. Yeah. You know, I think that's, it's like. And it can, it can also change. That's the thing, too, right? I might say something now, and tomorrow it could change. But that's life, right? what do you do it's true it's just unlearning a mm -hmm. lot of the things around um men and dating is like unlearning the things yeah it, there's so much work here to be done <laughs> like now that we've been exploring these topics right it's been like an hour and something um and i feel like we haven't gone down like one we've like traced different topics but it's like it's good because we're just exploring the territory yeah it's, it's, there's yeah, just a yeah. lot here mm -hmm. i mean there's a lot of work to be done here in terms of 
not that men need to be fixed, but men want to know so much and that there's someone, something out there that there's a resource for, mm. you know, mm. like, I mean, if you think about it, who would teach, I guess you can go on YouTube and like Google, <laughs> like find yeah. different answers or something, but yeah, it's just very interesting. Mm. And I mean, like, uh, another interest of mine is, it's like, I was starting with this idea of interest-based learning. So, you know, the learning we have now is like, biology, mathematics, uh, history. So we compartmentalize yeah. fields of study. Mm -hmm. But another way of doing it is more interested in sex and dating. With sex and dating, you could learn about biology, you could learn about psychology, you can learn about economics. But instead of having separate subjects, you can unite the subjects based on one topic. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah, like well, what, what's, the, what's the politics of dating? It's another interesting thing. Inter yeah. What did you call it? Inner space? Interest based. So it's based on an inter a person's in interest. Like if someone's interested in baseball, you could learn statistics, you could learn anatomy, I don't know, you could learn game that's theory. True. Yeah, that's true. And just follow some, because someone's already interested in it, they just keep on learning. Whereas if you show mathematics, it's like without a context, they just go, uh. <laughs> right, right, right. It's true. Interesting. Um, yeah, you're right. That would be interesting. How we can explore this? How, how can we create like a whole, a whole kind of university just on sexuality and dating? Um, I mean, everything, yeah, it's true. A lot of it is around that. Um, yeah. Oscar Wilde, I don't know if it's Oscar Wilde, but someone said everything is about sex except sex. <laughs> sex is about power. <laughs> Did Oscar Wilde say that? I don't know. It, it feels like he would have said something like that, but I'm sure we could check that. <laughs> I'll look. I'll look something up. Yeah. That looks like a good quote. Yeah.